0: Welcome to all, Hang Up and Listen. I know we're on kind of late tonight, Uh, not starting until 1139 on the dot. Um, But a huge, huge night for the Buffalo Sabres and all the Sabres fans who lived through the glory years of the early to late 2000s. You know, where we were, you know, you know, that Stanley Cup in 06 was taken from us and all the years after that. Just before and after, just just the fun times to to be a Buffalo Sabres fan. Got to relive that tonight on Ryan Miller night. Not only inducted into the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame, but also had his number raised to the Raptors right next to RJ and fellow goaltender Dominic Kashuk. But tonight was all about Ryan Miller. Uh, All the uh, alumni in attendance from Andrew Peters, Craig Reve, Thomas Vanek. um, I believe maybe Jason Palmeville was there as well. Um, just a ton, ton of, of people in attendance and uh, awesome, awesome, awesome like, experience to be a part of. I, I just can't say enough how much fun I had at this game. Um, just barely missed the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony where I guess Hashik did a video, uh, inducted him via video, um, which was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, getting to sit through the ceremony itself and, you know, hear Ryan give his speech was absolutely phenomenal um just a great night all around and i was really happy had to be a part of it um and you know a couple of clicks for my buddy mike hire for hooking up with the tickets for me and producer steve to go tonight uh you know great time uh all around so um if you guys just give me one moment apparently my laptop is about to die i thought it had a full charge apparently i was wrong um let's get this thing plugged in there we go apologize for that everybody but anyways um just a great night all around, you know, and ending in dramatic fashion. Uh, Rasmus Darlene with a pass that you know, I tweeted out earlier, a passing catch from Dylan Cousins, a pass from Darlene and a catch from Dylan Cousins that would make Allen and Diggs blush. Uh, that's how sexy it was. And uh, just a great way to finish it. You know, Darlene kind of, you know, backpedaling a little bit, waiting for that, that, that perfect lane to open up and him just saucing it up the middle of the ice airborne and dylan times it perfectly crosses the line on sides as the puck crosses the line and cradles it with a stick a great catch by him goes in all alone on sorokin who had a phenomenal game and uh beats him with the shot and uh you can see the look on his face too afterwards it was like you know i can't believe we just lost that game i made 45 saves and we lost uh sorokin honest to god in my opinion and, you know, as great as UPL as Sorokin was the best player on the ice tonight by far. Uh, he put on a clinic tonight. UPL had a phenomenal game, but Sorokin put on a clinic tonight. And how fitting is that both goaltenders playing as well as they did, uh, you know, on a night honoring the arguably the greatest American-born goaltender that ever lived? Uh, for me, it's not very arguable. I'm sure that, you know, many people would argue, you know, say names like Mike Richter or Jonathan Quick. Um, but for me it's Ryan Miller. I think that uh you know, you know, winning a Vesna, you know, the, the silver medal, MVP of the Olympics, you know, had one of the greatest uh college careers of all time for any goaltender back when he uh you know uh, uh attended Michigan State. Uh and uh you just uh you know, just I just look at his career as a whole and myself as a goalie and just how he approached the game. And there was always a reason in the post game interviews that they always went to Ryan Miller because he was just an absolute student of the game. He looked at the game from every different angle and, um, always had a very philosophical answer for anybody who asked questions. And, um, it was always like me as a goalie, I learned a lot just from listening to him talk, um, you know, that whole thing, you know, people thought it was kind of cheesy, but when he'd go out on the bench before games and with a stick and kind of like, you know, see the game in his own head. Um, that was just his mental – the way he'd mentally prepare for every single game. He genuinely was a student of the game, and uh, it's a big reason why. Like, the mental – like, we're mental maniacs in that. And um, it's a reason why it's one of the toughest positions uh mentally there are in all of sports Uh, that. And like I've said it a hundred times that and being a pitcher in baseball, because the game can be won or lost by you in a matter of minutes. You know, a goalie could have a bad 10 minutes in a period and give up five goals or a pitcher can give up eight runs in an inning and make it near impossible for your team to come back and win. Um, It's a very difficult position, not just physically and athletically, but just mentally. So, you know, Ryan was a master at that. He he knew how to channel that that position uh mentally. And, you know, there weren't many goalies, if any at all, during his time in the league that did it better than he did. So, um just a really great career, 11 years with the Buffalo Sabres, I believe it was. Um numbers were outstanding uh and I just I it was a treat to be there tonight to to witness just to see again to see all the alumni that were in attendance. Uh, Rick Jenneret at walk up to the podium and before he could even give a word of his speech out he goes Miller. Absolutely outstanding. Um again start to finish and I uh, had a blast. Um got a couple great videos and I just I, I couldn't be more enthralled in just being a part of that. I remember um there was a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I, I believe it was post, might have been post barrier and Jury. Um, but there was, I believe the save was on Rod Brindamore. Brindamore was alone in the slot. Puck comes out and Miller does a diving glove save like this. It wasn't the one paddle save we've seen a bunch of times against Carolina, but it was a diving glove save. I remember being at that game and just seeing everybody around me just on their feet chanting like, you know, I think that year might have been that year he really went off, and you know he was in the MVP conversation. I believe it was the year he might have won the Vesna Trophy, and you know he made that save and everybody just gave him literally a standing ovation for five. It was like felt like at least five minutes. Because they cut the commercial right after that, and people did not sit down in their seats until like until that commercial break was over and they resumed play. It was awesome, um, and I, that was one of my, my favorite Miller moments. Just to really see, like, even when the <coughs> the chips weren't necessarily down for the organization, but you know things weren't heading in the direction that you always expected them to back when we did have you know, Briere and Drury, and, you know, you were making that cup run and you were the definitive cup favorite, but just the, the effect he had on that, th- this fan base, and how he galvanized us as a fan base, you know, it really spoke volumes to see that standing ovation. It's kind of like when Pommelville scored, you know, and what ended up being his final game, you know, of his career um, at home game, because uh, I believe they ended that, that season at, uh, at away, but seeing Pommenville get a standing ovation after he scored his a goal in what would be his final home game of his career and as a Sabre. And, it, again, it cuts a commercial, and, like, you could see the emotion in his face and just, you know, one of my favorite – a couple of my favorite moments, but that specifically, you know, for Ryan Miller, um, that was one of my favorite live moments, that save itself. It was just incredible. The reaction from the fan base, um, top to bottom, was just a great night. Um, and then again, Sabres cap off tonight with a big win. Goals coming from Victor Olsson, who keeps up his hot streak. I think his 19th goal of the season. Alex Tuck with number 22, um, and then uh, capping it off with a phenomenal OT winner from Dylan Cousins on a unbelievable, you know, end-to-end pass from Rasmus Dahlin. Um, On a, like literally, the puck was on a string. It seemed like it's like you know the the, the way it arced and fell just perfectly over the blue line and how Dylan timed it perfectly. It was like watching an, a Josh Allen, you know, on Diggs highlight, you know, a downfield touchdown pass. That's literally what that looked like in hockey form. So um we were, you know, I'll hit the peanut gallery here in a second, but, uh and we'll go, we'll go over the actual in-game stats here in a moment as well. Greg Malcolm, uh, he won the Vezina in 2010. I want to say this might have been that year. I, I can't remember, but he was absolutely on fire, on fire that year. Um, I'm sure a lot of fans were thinking this team is only going on a downward spell. Not me. Sorokin was the only reason this game wasn't 6 to 2. UPL match him safe for save looked awesome. Go Sabres. 100%. Uh, who else can we retire? This team loves these nights. I agree. I mean, I honestly, that, there's probably nobody. Um, I think the next closest player you could possibly do might be like a Pominville, but that would be a long stretch. Honestly, Jason Pominville. I mean, he had two stints as a Sabre, had a great career. Um, I'm sure in terms of like players who played in a Sabres uniform, like the points they accrue while playing a Sabre, he's probably pretty up there because <coughs> he had a lot of great years with Buffalo uh, and unfortunately left in that deal that sent, both him and Marcus Felino to uh to, to Minnesota. But um yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I don't think there's really anybody you can really do that with at, at the moment, you know, or who's gonna be retiring soon. I don't I don't think Kyle Poso would call for his number to get retired. Honestly, you know, he's had a good career, but nothing in the realm of you know, retiring a player's number. Um, I love that they did a legacy fund in his name for Roswell and courage of Carly. And all he has done for them in this time here, 100%. I I, I, I posted that earlier today. I said, Pete, you know, it just wasn't that he was, you know, one of the two best goaltenders to ever wear a Sabres sweater. It's everything he did away from the rink. You know, the time he put in with different charities and events that he'd organize. And, you know, time he spent at Roswell Park with children who were fighting for their lives, absolutely fighting for their lives and um, you know, the time he gave, you know, you don't see that. I'm not saying this team doesn't do that. I'm sure they do, but like, I don't know. I don't think it was just as embraced now as it was back then in terms of, you know, how, you know, grateful the fans were, how much it was noticed and, you know, we didn't look past it. Uh, You know, Ryan just did so much for this community. And hopefully, you know, certain players on this team kind of pick up that ball and keep running with it because it does go a long way. Like, it's just, you know, as much as we love this team and love this sport, it doesn't fall at the wayside when players go out of their way to, to help the community, you know, see it with bills and bills, mafia, you know, and the certain foundations, the charities they support, but like in terms of the hockey team, like, you know, I, I compared Ryan a lot to Pat Lafontaine. Lafontaine did a ton for this community when he was playing for the Sabres. You know, um, his Companions Encourage Foundation, you know, the Lions Den rooms that he's made in a lot of cancer research centers for children fighting for their lives that is like an escape to get away from from cancer. Um, I believe there is or was one at, at Roswell Park, maybe, but there are there are so many around the country. And it's all because of, you know, Patty and his fight to help chip people that are fighting for their lives. And, you know, Ryan kind of took that ball and ran with it as well. And he cared so much about those kids that he cared. It wasn't just for a photo, you know, it was not a publicity stunt or it wasn't for a photo opportunity. It was because he cared and he encouraged his teammates to care too. You know, Patrick Clutter being one of them too, still gives back to this day, you know, like they all, they, you know, he made them, not made them, but encouraged them. It's like, Hey, like, look how much we mean to this community and how much they give us and how much of their time they dedicate to us and their money they dedicate to us. We need to start giving back to them too. we're not, I know we're paid athletes and we're paid like to be here, but at the end of the day, like, This community needs us in these ways as well. And I think Ryan, you know, not Ryan, I don't think he did acknowledge that and he took it very seriously and he took pride in his work and, you know, on and off the ice, especially. So I always appreciated Ryan Miller for that because, you know, again, you know, during these dark years, we've all experienced the Sabres fans. Like we haven't seen that very, very often. Um, We thought we were going to get it with certain players, Uh, we didn't as much. Um, and I, I just, I look back on those years and I really appreciate the time we got with a guy like Ryan Miller and you know, what he meant to this community on and off the ice. Um, more comments. Did you see the hit, uh, see Darlene hit the gritty and Anders Lee face almost scoring? Yeah, it was phenomenal. That, that was awesome. Uh, can we seriously get rid of Bryson or at least put Clay in his place? I wouldn't mind them bringing Clegg back to play with Owen Power. I thought that Clay did a better job with Owen than Yoki Haru is doing right now because, I mean, he makes me want to pull my hair out. You know, he really does. You know, He's good for a few giveaways every game in his own end, untimely giveaways, You know, a low hockey IQ play. It, it, he drives me nuts, man. He's a third-pairing defenseman, not a second-pairing. Not saying that Clegg is. But I mean, until you find somebody else for that position, I mean, I would much rather have somebody else in that spot. Personally, for me, um, I I can't stand to watch Yoki Haru, uh, you know, play soft in front of his own net again, or you know, um, hesitate too long when when making a, a an easy D to D pass. Um, just you know, just stupid you know pl- plays that he makes where you know, the simple play is there, but he doesn't take the simple play. You know, it's, it's annoying. It was like almost, not like watching Ristolina, but um, there are things that he doves that, does that sometimes are ristolina ish so so to speak. Um, Sorokin kept this team in the game. UPL stood tall when it mattered. butte by Cousins overtime. Love Ryan Miller, Jeremy Benner. Isn't great to see you there, Dwayne. It was great to see you there, too, Chris. Glad we got to, uh, you know, hang out for a little bit. Um, I always enjoy our time, you know, talking about hockey and uh you know, it's all, it's awesome to see you whenever I can, but you know, good friend, a uh, good friend of mine, good friend of the program, Chris Derrick, everyone uh, go check out his YouTube channel. If you can, uh, he does post game videos as well. Very passionate Sabres fan. Uh He won the Vez in two thousand ten. Yep. Yes, he did. Um, again, I think that's when he made that save the save on Briere and the three, I know on Boston in 2010 were my favorite saves. Yeah, they're up there, Matt. It, you know, he, he, there are so many to count, but for me, it was that one because I was just there live for it. You know, it was such a cool experience to be there live. Four goals in the last five games for Olson, I believe. Yeah, he's on an absolute heater. Heater. Uh, the ability of Cousins to corral the puck was still, uh, was still myths. Um, yeah. I just, um, I, I you know, that whole play as it started after the faceoff win by Tage bringing it back, and then, you know, again, it happened 12 seconds in, but him back, pedaling back, pedaling back, went, the patience waiting for that lane to open up, and then him just sailing that pass up and over. Perfect timing right on Dylan Cousins stick as he crossed the line. It was great. Craig Ramsey should get a nod, in my opinion. I mean, again, I don't know personally, you know, his overall stats. I mean, definitely, maybe, um, for sure. I, I, I would I would even consider like Lindy rough for what he was both as a player and a coach, this organization. I could totally see that as well. Um, but right now I think it might be a while before you see another number ever get retired. It, it could be a long time personally. I, I don't know. Um, I think Yoihariu got bad habits from his time playing with Darlene. He is trying to match uh, that's ADHD and Never play half as good as Rasmus. I agree. You know, I just, I just think that you know he needs to play a simpler game. Um, he, you know, he plays very soft in front of his own net. Um, you know, he doesn't, you know, you know it, he he likes to you know puck watch a lot. He he uses his stick as almost like a windshield wiper in front. You know, he doesn't tie up the stick or take the body. You know, he's a very soft, undersized defenseman in my opinion, and I, I just personally. I would like a much bigger body there to play with Owen Power, a good stay-at-home defenseman, to give to give him to give Power what Samuelson has given Darlene this year. You know, I think the the emergence of Matias Samuelson and his ability to play an honest game defensively, you know, ca- you know, complements Darlene so much. I think that's like kind of the blueprint, right? You know, what you want to do with Owen Power. And, you know, you got to figure that out. I think that's top of the list for me, at least, in terms of the decisions you have to make, you know, if how you're going to improve this team. And as I said, I, I'd still like to see some more, uh, some more, another center brought in or maybe a scoring winger. I don't know. Um, I would like to see the team also re- start to reward Peyton Krebs, uh, maybe bump him up a line, uh, maybe to that third line where, you know, Casey is playing with Jost and uh, you know, uh Olafson. Maybe Bump uh it, it was how good Olufsen's playing. Sure, I'm not saying middle is playing bad at all. Yeah, I think he's playing very well. But I, I think sometimes you gotta reward a player. And I know you're trying to create depth there, but I personally, you know, I've loved the way Peyton Krebs has played and I'd like to see him get some more time. You maybe on the power play, maybe uh some more penalty kills, some special teams play like I've loved Peyton Krebs' game so far. You know, as of late, or like the last month. And I think it's time to reward a guy like him for sure. Uh, from Robbie, uh, Robbie Snyder, great game, great pass from Dalina Cousins. Overtime, way to go, Sabers, hundred percent. Nice, nice to hear from you, Robbie. Uh, is there any guys out there that are like Samuelson? Samuelson is like a Talinder. We need a Ludman, I think. Yeah, that that pairing back in the day, Ludman and Talinder, they were just just a perfect pairing, right? Like they were so good together. They complemented each other so well. Um, you know, and I think, you know, Talinder had two, two different stints here as well, just like Pominville. but you know, he just, they just complimented each other very well. They were a legitimate top pick, top pair defense, uh, def, top defensive pairing. um, you know, and they were paired together for years. It's always hard to find those guys, you know, and I hope we do have that with Darlene and Samuelson with just a lot more offensive flair because we all have seen what Darlene is capable of. Uh, Would love another defenseman like Tepo Newman. And honestly, yeah, Teppo Newman was just a smart, simple defenseman, man. He he kept it simple and he played an honest game in physical when he had to. He didn't, he wasn't flashy. Um and yeah, I I, lo- I loved watching Tempo play. Even at, his, at the end of his end of his career here in Buffalo, he did a phenomenal job, and he was a great leader too. Very very great leader. Uh much appreciation, bro. Go Sabers. Go Sabers, Robbie. Hundred percent. I meant silky Silkius. Yeah, I, I figured that's what you meant, bud. Uh, something along uh, along those lines. But yeah, so we're gonna go over real quick. uh, you know, before we get too deep into this, go over the uh, Sabers. uh the the box score here. Sabres win in overtime. 12 seconds into overtime. uh, Sabres points and goals coming from Darlene with two points tonight. Cousins with a goal. Tyson Jost with an assist. Middlestat with an assist. Olsen with a goal. Jeff Skinner with an assist. H. Thompson with an assist. And Alex Tuck with a goal. Ukopaka Lukinen making 24 saves on 26 shots. Coming up with a ton of timely saves when it mattered. Yeah, he's going to let in a stinker every now and then. Personally, I thought that first goal was pretty bad, you know, as a goalie, maybe maybe some goalies would have to read it. I know my buddy Chris uh, Verkle, who is uh, at the game with us as well. Uh, He is a goalie as well, and he noticed as well, he was playing so hard on on his glove side, cheating over, um, kind of uh, with a left-handed shot too. Um, You know, he he was more playing square to the shooter. not the puck and he was too far over on that glove side to really get over in time for that, for that puck that was tipped by. I know JJ Patera kind of played that little soft um and a bad giveaway before that. But at the end of the day, like I, I, I thought he played that really wrong. So you look at that goal and you wish he probably himself wishes he had it back, but then he comes in and he makes a bunch of timely saves on, on breakouts and on man rushes. And you know, he came up big when the Sabres needed him, and it, we haven't had that a long time, guys, goalies who come up with timely saves when it matters. And UPL has given us that. So um, it's been a treat to watch him play for sure. Um, uh, you know, go to the Islanders box score here. Bailey with an assist. Uh, Bolivier with an assist. Sezikis with an assist. Matt Martin with a goal. And Brock Nelson breaking, I think it's a 12-game goalless streak with a goal. I think he's their only... Uh, uh all-star too. And again, in my opinion, the best player in the ice was Elias Sorokin, 42 saves on 45 shots. Again, he was the only reason this game wasn't really lopsided, especially in the first period. You know, uh he he stood on his absolutely stood on his head in the first period, making I think it was 19 18 or 19 saves in the first period. And I think the islanders only had like five shots on that, if that. So uh Sorokin definitely kept them in uh in this game tonight for sure. And you know. Sabres get an important two points. You wish that it wasn't you weren't giving the Islanders a point, who's also right in that hunt for the wild card with you. But, um, they gained an important two two points. You know, you wish you would have taken t- the two full points against Chicago. They go to a- they, they play against Anaheim, uh, this Saturday, uh, home again. Uh, another two points you desperately need. You have three games in hand on a lot of these teams, except for Pittsburgh uh washington you have three games in hand on you have three games in a hand on the islanders and three games in hand on another team too uh, maybe someone in the comments can can bring in that up but um yeah you have with these games in hand you have to find a way to start stringing together some more wins or grab some loser points here and there because you know these games are going to, not, not every game matters, but these games coming up are really going to start to matter, especially when you do have games in hand, Have to take advantage of that. So um, I know we have a Leafs matchup coming up soon. I really hope and pray they, they are wearing the goat hedgers and I will absolutely be in the building for that game without a doubt. Um, and I, I appreciate Ryan Miller too. Um, bringing up, bringing that up uh, in his speech. Uh, he loved giving, uh, the fans, you know, that, that great feeling, you know, from, from, from a, from, a night, from the night before when they beat the leaves, uh, always, always awesome. Um, I did take a video, I did take a video, um, which I do plan real quick. I'm going to try and bring it up on the screen of like the ending of the ceremony when they raised the banner. Um, I'm going to try and bring it up here momentarily. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll share the screen. But um, just, again, a really emotional, fun night. Just a good night to be a Sabres fan. You know, through all the the rough years you've had it as a Sabres fan, um, to be able to relive the good times last night, that was a lot of fun. And I appreciate because, you know, after RJ night last year, you knew they were going to hit this one of the park for sure because they've had some duds in the past. Dominic Hasek retirement ceremony, I've said it uh, many a times, and I'll keep saying it. It was an absolute disaster. Um, they didn't have a single, outside of Rob Ray, who worked for the team, they didn't have a single player that Dom played with in attendance. They had Danny Guerin. I think it was, I want to say it was Randy Robert, or maybe it was Jill Bear Perot. I can't remember. I want to say it was Randy Robert. Each side of the banner, they were skating his banner down the ice. It's like, have more respect for that. That thing is about to go up in the rafters. You know, and that same day they they retired Timu Solani's number in Anaheim. And they just nailed – they hit that one so out of the park. And it, I felt so embarrassed as a Sabres fan during that night because it's like, you know, we're hockey heaven, right, or we're the self-proclaimed hockey heaven. Um, like that – night like that where you're retiring the number of the greatest goalie of all time, a guy who, you know, single-handedly took you to the playoffs and the finals. Um, you know, the, final, the playoffs all the time and the finals one year. You know, own the Vesna trophy essentially for the entire time he was in Buffalo. Uh, won it six times in eight years. And, uh, honestly, the one year, one of the years he didn't win it, because guess he had some, because Jim Carrey out of Washington had some crazy, crazy, I think it might have been his rookie year too. Um, he was like a one hit wonder, and Dom didn't get that year, even though he put up very Vesna worthy numbers. Um, back to back heart trophy. Um, you know, a guy that deserved much, guy who deserved kind of what Ryan Miller got tonight. Uh, He didn't get it. So like, you know, that really left a sour taste in my mouth. I think that was kind of like when my my faith in, you know, ownership and the franchise as a whole started to dip was that night and how they dropped the ball there and everything that kind of came, kind of snowballed. So like to see them finally do these things right, you know, these little things, these fan engagement things, that do matter a lot to finally see them to start do these, doing these things. Right. It does mean a lot to me as a fan um, because, you know, for so many years, we didn't have much to look forward to. I mean, how many fans had tonight circled on their calendars as, you know, the biggest game of the year because of Ryan Miller being, having his Jersey retired and being inducted into the hall of fame. A lot of fans did. They, you know, this, probably said, this be one of the only sellouts of the year. Um, you know, this is a night we have to go honor Ryan Miller, honor the good times, remember the good times, but luckily this team has given us a lot to cheer for this year. Uh, and you know, gives is, you know, looks like they're going to have a fighting chance at playoffs come trade deadline here right around a month. So, um, you know, it's it tonight was just, was just perfect, you know, because as much as we all believe tonight was going to be the highlight of the season, maybe it won't maybe it won't and i hope it's not i hope we're a few months from now talking about their first time making the playoffs in over over a decade i really do believe and i I believe this team has the ability to do it i think there's moves that they can make um even before the deadline that would make them a better team and i hope kevin adams makes those moves um and just you know we had we had john Buchacross across and two always one mike on martin luther king day and he flat out said it, he said, you know, the time is now to start winning. You know, you have the assets, you have the cap space. You've drafted in the first round five times in the last two seasons. And I know you want to develop these players and move forward with these players. But the whole point of this game and this business is to win hockey games and to, to make the playoffs. And you, he he genuinely thinks, and I genuinely think, too, that this team has the ability to make a run at the playoffs. For the, uh. sorry, my dog is playing with a toy, Uh, you know, to make a run at the playoffs this year. Um truly truly do believe that and i hope they do make those decisions um, you know in the future you know over here in the next month i'm gonna see if i can bring up this video real quick for you guys um i will be able to just give me one moment and we can kind of relive that moment here together um just give me one second here hold on Okay, so I'm gonna bring this up real quick. And uh, one moment, share screen, find a window here. Yeah, we're gonna share the whole screen, let's see. Sorry, sorry. Here we go. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Um, going to see if I can expand it here. There we go. Just an now, unbelievable moment to be a part of. A legacy forever, Buffalo. It's time to raise the legendary number 30 to the Raptors. They knocked us out of the park. You guys see that? It's not playing. Okay, I apologize. Let me see if I can try and figure that out. Um, I don't know why it wouldn't be playing, um, but I definitely want to try and share that. Let me see. Stop sharing. Okay. Let me see if uh, let me see if I can find another way to uh, bring that up here. So, really, sorry about that, guys. Let me see if I can just share that on my desktop. We're gonna try that. There we go. Uh, Let's give this a shot. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Share screen. Window. Here we go. Share. Is it bringing it up? Yes, it is. Here we go. Sorry, sorry. I'm Congratulations, I think, my Mr. Creatures, well deserved honor, and thank you to the fans who made this ceremony so special. We will continue to celebrate Ryan all throughout the night and the remainder of the weekend. Forever. So, you know, just a great night to be a part of that. Um seeing his family and like the emotional speech he gave. Um his fan, his parents were there. His younger brother, or I'm not sure if it's younger or older brother, Drew. I want to say it was his older brother, Drew, who also played in the NHL. Um, just a lot of people. that yeah, meant a lot to Ryan Miller. I got to share that. And, of course, us, the fans. Um, you saw signs all over the arena. It's Miller time. You know, thank you, Ryan Miller. Thanks for the memories. Um, the, shan- the fans showed out tonight, and they gave him what he deserved. Um, goalie is such a difficult position Um, and I can't under, I can't, you know, uh, understate or overstate that enough, you know, mentally, physically, athletically, like it's one of the most demanding positions in all of sports. Um, And let's, let's be real. This organization, this fan base holds that position to a very, very high standard. You know, the bridge between Hashik and Miller was Barron, you know, um, and Baron, I still think he even holds a few Sabres records. I think he might even have the longest shutout streak for for uh, a Sabres goaltender. He might even have, like, the longest win streak for a Sabres goaltender. Like, you know, and so, like, we hold that position to a very, very high standard. And uh, it's difficult to deal with that mentally because, you know, there's no at all fans out there, and Orion kind of alluded to it and joked about it, you know, somebody in the Sierra Islands, the Wegmans, will tell you what you, what, you know, what you did or didn't do right or wrong. You know, I think from the game the night before, um, you know, and then the next you'll be walking down as you're walking your dog and, you know, somebody's grandmother gives you a hug, thanking you for the game from the night before. So um, it's a very challenging position mentally. And any goalie will tell you, man, like it, it's difficult, even in practice. If you have a bad practice, how that's kind of stuff kind of carries over with you into a game um maybe if you're fighting for the net you know with another goaltender how every save counts not just in a game but in practice you know fighting those battles mentally um i, I believe ryan even had a therapist of his there for a while he played in buffalo he mentioned her name uh, how she was able to kind of keep him you know level throughout his career in buffalo you know not just put his on ice stuff but maybe stuff away from the rink stuff he was going through personally like at the end of the day, they asked yes, their athletes, but they're human beings as well. So, you know, you never know what they're going through away from the rink that might affect their game on the ice. So, you it, it's a very, very demanding position mentally and physically. And I commend Ryan so much for how mentally strong of a goaltender he was throughout his career in Buffalo. Um, and just those, those really special moments he gave us. For such a long time um, that we're gonna take with us for a long time, and it's so cool to see them start the Ryan Miller Legacy uh, Fund uh, at Roswell Park. I donated thirty dollars of it um, right after they announced it. I'm hoping, and I tweeted it out. I hope people kind of follow the trend and make that a success right away. He deserves it. Those kids deserve it. You know, for pediatric cancer, they're fighting for their lives. Um, you know, I'll put it in the uh, the comments of this thread. Uh, right after I, you know, I log off here. So people who do want to donate, you know, the Ryan Miller Legacy Foundation, you know, to fight the pediatric cancer. Um, I know that meant, you know, the you know, courage for Carly. You know, I know that meant a lot to Ryan, um, his work with them while he played. And, you know, I'm assuming the work he will continue to do with them uh, hereafter. I'm sure it's going to, you know, it's going to mean the world to him. So, uh, I, you know, I just uh, it was again just a fun night, special night for myself and a lot of sure fellow Sabres fans. Um, and I hope that you know Ryan does. I'm not saying I hope he, you know, I, I know he's going to be in some type of coaching or management role in the NHL, it's a guarantee. A hundred percent. He was already involved, I believe, with picking Team USA to a certain extent. He's an assistant GM or in a GM. Some type of role like that. Um, I, He has that. He's labeled for a position like that. And I hope, you know, maybe Buffalo wises up and tries to bring a guy like him into the fold. I know it didn't go too well last time with LaFontaine. Um, hopefully we learn from our mistakes Um, and bring in a guy. Like Ryan, who was such a student of the game when he played, and has a lot to offer, still has a lot to offer the game of hockey. Um, and in the, the future of this game, uh, you know, I I would love to see him in type of role like that for Buffalo sometime down the line. You know, I know his roots, not not his roots. I mean, his roots are here in Buffalo, and you know, in East Lansing, Michigan. But I do know he has put down roots in, you know, I'm assuming still close to California. You know, I know his wife was an actress. I'm not sure if she is still acting. You know, his family's there. Uh, I'm sure they're happy. Um, You know, it was a pretty cool moment to see, you know, to to hear Ryan say it was nice to have, you know, I love having my son here for this because I can introduce him and show him how great of a city Buffalo is. I hope that's like a foreshadowing to something in the future. You know, I'm sure as us as Sabres fans, we'd love, love, love to see that. I know I would, to see some continuation of Ryan Miller here in Buffalo you know, not just this legacy fund, but even more beyond that would be outstanding um, for sure. So we're going to have some, we have some more comments here. Um, You think Akposo could fill a Mike Greer kind of role? Any, are you stating still on the ice or, oh, oh with what Mike Greer is doing? uh, I believe it was with San Jose. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I really don't know if that's the, you know, the career maybe like, uh, you know, Kyle Poso has you know, in store for him or, you know, expected for himself after hockey. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Ryan Miller used to let in one stinker a game a lot. Yeah. But you know, he still had a hall of famous career. Um, and I loved watching him hot play hockey as a goalie. He was something, somebody you can model your game after and take a lot, you know, pick apart lots of the positive things from his game and, you know, try to apply it to your own. It was absolutely just perfect emotional night. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks again for the tickets, bud. I'm glad we can get to, get there together, 100%. Um, and here's a bunch of you guys telling me the video is not playing. Uh, where did he go next? Where did he go next to in the Raptors? RJ alluded that, you know, he would expect Ryan to be neighboring him. Even though there is a giant gap between Pat uh, Hasek and RJ, uh, and then there's gear with the rest of the French connection and Tim Horton on the other side of it, there's a giant gap there. So I'd assume in either side of that, but RJ alluded that he is happy that he's going to be neighboring, you know, in between both of the greatest goalies that ever played for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, so he did say something along those lines. So that's where I would expect him to go right next to RJ. Um, can we get Ryan Miller, a goalie coach position in Buffalo? I mean, I don't know if he would do something like that. Again, I, I could totally see him in a management position 100% somewhere down the line. Coaching, sure. I, I think he'd make a great coach. I think, again, I think he sees the game very differently than others. Uh, you hear the way he speaks about the game, even back when he played here. Um, that's just a philosophical approach he had, and just looking at the game from every single angle. Um, there Again, there was a reason why the media all flocked to him. Uh, after every game to hear what Ryan Miller wanted to say, because he had always had a very articulate answer for you and a very detailed and very straightforward answer for you. Um, hell, i man glad it worked out. Maybe an advisory role, hundred percent. I, I, I totally could see that for Ryan Miller, like an advisory uh, type role, hundred um, percent. And why not? Again, he's, uh, he is that, like he has that type of um, <clears throat> vision for the game. Um, and I think it would do hockey good to have Ryan Miller still around and contributing to the game, uh, in the future. I know Gary Bettman would probably see it that way. Um, he was in attendance tonight. You know, we also heard that news too. Gary Bettman made an announcement that, uh, he would, uh, totally bring the winter classic back to Buffalo when the new stadium is built. That's exciting news to hear, um, because I think we knocked it out of the park the first for the first one. I was in attendance for that. Um, didn't like the way it ended, but the way it went from start to finish was phenomenal. Um, big snow globe here in Buffalo, uh, snow hockey game, snow globe, um, was a a fun experience that I'll never forget, you know, from when I slept out that the one night to get the tickets with some, with some friends, uh, having, you know, garbage barrel fires, smelling like chemical paint all over the, field house parking lot, getting the tickets that morning and that, um, attending the game tailgating before just, just an unbelievable experience. And I can't wait to bring that back to Buffalo again. Um, cause I know we'll knock it out of the park again. Hopefully the weather, you know, participates the way it did the first time around because that has made it so much more unbelievable to be, be a part that experience. Um, and unfortunately won't be at the Ralph again, but you know, we'll see, you know, how this new stadium turns out and what the outlook we have for it is, and I'm excited. Ooh, excuse me again, it's after midnight, and I'm so happy I still got you know a bunch of you on here commenting and sticking around here with me. Um, he had a straightforward answer to the media for that Lucich hit on him. Yeah, we all remember that for sure. Uh, one of his famous sound bites, if not his most famous sound bite, called Milan Lucich a piece of shit when he ran them uh, when playing Boston and the lack of response from the team, people call that the a, a curse on Buffalo ever since that happened. Cause we didn't respond to it properly. Um, it took us till the next time we played him when Goss had fought him, And even then it wasn't, you know, Goss was very outmatched by Lucic. Um, but I, you know, I, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot to remember Ryan Miller for, and um, hopefully that, those memories aren't over with. You know, I still think he has a lot to give to the game of hockey. I think he knows he has a lot left to give to the game of hockey. Um, and I don't think that's the last we're going to see of him for sure. Whether it's with the Sabres or someone in another organization, I think he has a lot left to still give to the game of hockey. So with that being said, guys, um, I'm going to hang up and listen and, uh, get to bed. They do have to work in the morning, but I always appreciate you guys. Coming around, sticking around with me in the post games. Um, these are always a lot of fun, especially after a big Sabres win like tonight. On a very emotional night, you know, for a lot of us Sabres fans, with like Ryan Miller being inducted to the Sabres Hall of Fame, and uh, of course having his number retired, raised up with the greats like Lafontaine, Hasek, R.J. Gare, the French Connection, and Tim Horton joins their names. And it was a pretty cool way he opened up his speech. How when he was first, you know, drafted by Buffalo and signed his pro contract. And had that moment in the arena, you know, with it empty, the ice wasn't, you know, up and running yet, and had that moment in the arena to really take it all in, as he stated. And looked, he said he looked, Mary, he made a comment about looking up at those banners at the time. It was, I'm not sure if it was just the French connection and Tim Warden, I think he said. I think it would have been that. But uh, him making a comment, so I hope one day, if I give this everything I've got, that I could join those guys up there. And he, he did. You know, and he deserves it. He deserves all of that. So um uh, remember, guys, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over George Urban Boulevard for all your game night sabres game night and Bills game day needs. Uh Bills with a big game this Sunday against the uh Cincinnati Bengals. Uh I think they might be a bit of a dog in that game, but uh can't wait to see Buffalo pull out a win there. Pull out a win Saturday against the Anaheim Ducks, Sabres. Um, Go Bills, Go Sabers. I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a fantastic night. Get some sleep, and we'll see you Saturday. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now, you might be thinking, "Hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey?"